0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angre is apna lagaan, or News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chorte. I'm Manisha Pandey. I'm going to be your host for this week. I know that saddens many of you, but Abhinandan has been really busy uh, this week and especially today. So he hasn't been able to join us, but hopefully he'll be back next week. Till then, you'll have to bear with us. Uh, you'll have to bear with me mostly, not with us because the rest of the panel is great. Before I uh, jump into the news of the week and all the discussions, I have a couple of announcements to make. One is that we have the Christmas week, uh, which is upon us, a time to gift things and some merrymaking. So from 17 to 26 December, we have a lot of offers, uh, you know, on our merchandise. You can gift subscriptions to your friends and families. We have some offers on our mugs, on our soap sets, on our Nirvana masks. So you can go to newslaundry.com slash Christmas hyphen offer and you can see all the interesting things that we have that you can gift this Christmas season. We also have a new subscription plan. We have launched a subscription plan for 28,000 rupees for three years. You get a discount of 8,000 rupees and a lot of free merchandise. So check that out and support us. You must have heard the CGI say this week that uh, there's no investigative reporting and all that and we can go into that but One of the big reasons is that reports, ground reports, investigative reports uh, cost a lot of money. They're time time intensive, they're resource intensive. And at News Laundry, at least, we'd only be able to do them if you support us and subscribe to News Laundry. So please check out our new Game Changer three-year plan. Uh, We also have a new page for subscribers to send letters to our shows. So if you want to write a letter to us and if you want us to read it out, then please go to newslaundry.com slash podcast hyphen letter. And... Finally, we also have an email. If you want to do the old-fashioned way of writing an email, so you can write your emails on all our podcasts at podcasts at On that note, let me introduce our guests. We have Raman sir in the house with us. Hi. Anand Vardhan who's with us in Delhi after a very very long time. Welcome Anand. It's great to see you. Hello. And Jai Shri joining us from Madras. Hi. Always makes it a point to say Madras and not Chennai. I've noticed. It's forgivable. (laughs) It's fine.
1: Like we call Bombay, not Mumbai. Like Bombay,
0: not Mumbai, yeah. Or Calcutta, not Kolkata, I guess. And Umar is our guest of this week. Umar is a journalist. Yeah, hi to everyone. Hi, thank you for joining us. Uh, He's based in Lucknow, if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: Yeah, I'm based in Lucknow.
0: And you're the UP correspondent at The Hindu. Yes. And how long How long have you been with the, the Hindu Umar?
2: Um, a, a more than a decade, you could
0: oh, say. wow. And before that? Around
2: a decade, yeah, if you could round it up.
0: And you've always been based out of Lucknow? Uh,
2: no, I have been based out of Allahabad, Lucknow and also I have covered Maharashtra for a while, out of Bombay. So you could say it's uh, mostly UP.
0: Okay. So exciting time for you now. In less than two months, you're going to have the state go to polls. So lots of... Political action happening in your state, so we should discuss some of that. Elections are around the corner, and I know that UP, being such a large state, most journalists often don't really know what's happening or what is about to happen in an election. I mean, last I think the last time, no one really knew that BJP would sweep the state like this. So I just want uh, to get some color from you because you're in Lucknow and you, you know, you know a bit of what's happening on the ground. So three questions to you: one, on social media, at least, although. There's some television news also which is covering this, uh, but not as much. I mean, the Prime Minister's Kashi inauguration got wall-to-wall full-day coverage. Uh, Akhilesh comes and goes, his rallies, but it's not it doesn't get the kind of coverage it does. But on social media, at least there's some sort of, a, I guess, people who support Akhilesh or, you know, his party workers have sort of tried to create a buzz around his rallies that they're very well attended and there's a swarm of people. How do you assess these rallies? Do you think the crowd there is an indication of anything in terms of SP's uh, electoral chances?
2: I think in the age we live in, the digital age where internet is cheap and there's access to mobile phones to everyone, crowds have become a lesser parameter to judge popularity, especially when it comes to months near the election. But I feel that it's a minimum, bare minimum that any party needs to do. So Akhilesh has so far, by uh, throwing up the numbers and showing his strength, he's at least claimed that I'm the challenger and I can uh, dethrone you. I can put up a fight. Had he not got the crowd, had he not got the support on the ground in terms of the rallies, then you could have speculated that he's not in the fight. He's not the fight. Hai. like muqable mein the hai, as they say here. This time, there is a very strong belief that There is a tucker. There is a fight. Although the numbers are still very different, and it's not going to be easy because there's almost a double jump that he needs to do, and the BGP really needs to suffer heavy anti-incumbency. And Akhilesh needs to create a wave in favor of him. So, in case he does that, that'd be really remarkable. And I feel that that'll be next to only the 2014 elections because there also uh, that was a very tectonic election. It wasn't just a victory. It shook the entire state, and it actually changed a lot of equations and calculations that we were assumed to be true for a long period.
0: One of the narratives around Kashi has been over the last one uh, week that the BJP has done for Kashi what no other government could do. It's uh, Of course, it's revamped the Kashi Vishwanath Corridor, linking the temple to the ghat. And I mean, I guess you can't deny the fact that there's been infrastructural improvement, but how fair is this charge of other governments not doing enough for Kashi, and how do you how do you view the whole Kashi redevelopment plan, uh, especially vis-a-vis the elections that are going to come?
2: Yeah, I feel uh, the Kashi Vishwanath corridor is not just a game plan for Banaras because Banaras is a BJP stronghold, and BJP will win it no matter what. Okay. Even if the Samajwadi Party comes to power tomorrow, the BJP will still clean sweep Banaras uh, because there is no um, other ideology that comes into play there. The larger message is to appeal to the Hindus across the country, as well as that in UP and in particular in Purvanchal, because both Yogi and Modi have their political, you could say, their uh, bastions now. Because Modi is now from Banaras in terms of his constituency, they are both from Purvanchal. So whatever positive energy they want to generate and spread and circulate across the state has to come from this area. In comparison to uh, 2014, the BJP's campaign was based from Nagar and the West because they wanted a negative campaign to dethrone the Samajwadi party. Now they have a campaign to retain what they have. So they, they need a positive campaign that's upbeat. There's a lot of symbolism. So Puruanchal is the head of that. So Gurukpur and uh, Varanasi are the two centers of this area. And there's no better way to do it uh, than to symbolism around Lord Shiva.
0: Do you want to come in, Anand? Uh,
3: see, uh, even in 2014, when Mr. Modi chose Varanasi as his parliamentary constituency, BJP's uh, strategies, uh, strategy was that it would have cumulative effect in eastern UP because it's not only about Varanasi; it uh, uh, the adjoining districts uh, will gain from the momentum created there. Also, Kashi Vishwanath is the centerpiece of uh, Prime Minister's uh, parliamentary constituency, means as a tourist attraction for its spiritual or religious value. So that kind of buzz there is projected to have a domino effect. So uh, that his second uh, was uh, the question about promoting the non yadav uh, O.B.C icons and even other ma- marginalized caste icons. So it has been uh, rss uh, work in progress for a number of years, like um, social scientist Badri Narayan in his uh, work. Uh, the Republic of Hindutva has pointed out, like Suheldev, Dev. a promotion of Suheldev, Dev, which now even SP in its alliances is trying to co-opt in its rival alliance. Now, the, uh, that uh, developmental uh, project with uh, local icons, caste identities, now this all combined as an electoral package uh, sounds good on paper.
1: My impression of uh, PM's rally, I think uh, Yogi had come to Delhi, and that was the time when the political survey that every government in power, any political party in power, they do it. So, uh, through the intelligence bureau, uh, which has got a political bureau, political uh, desk. So, basically, it was very clearly told that Yogi on his own cannot. Uh, you know, win the UP election. Western UP was in pretty bad shape because of the farmers. And even otherwise, Yogi has not become so popular that he will. There is uh, a very strong, uh, you know, current of incumbency. So, Prime Minister's, uh, you know, uh, show at Kashi, that shows it very clearly. Mm. Because he did everything alone. CM Yogi was not there when he was doing puja. CM Yogi was, uh, I mean, Chief Minister Yogi was away, and okay. and, and at pri- night
0: when they went inspecting on the uh-huh. railways. Prime
1: Minister was the star. I mean, first of all, he is going to be the star campaigner uh, in the coming elections. I mean, caste definitely play a very major role, but that comes into picture when they, you know, identify the candidates and uh, all those things happen. But at the moment, uh, I mean, the first impression that comes from the Kashi is that PM is going to play a very major role as a campaigner. Mm-hmm. Second thing that they set uh, this, the entire thing, he set an agenda, I mean, the BJP has set an agenda about, uh, you know, good Hindu and bad Hindu. Mm-hmm. And each political party has fallen for it. So so who is bigger uh, Hindu than, uh, you know, the BJP? I mean, that's what. And And it was a trap and all parties are falling for it. For example... When the PM said that we have done this, so I think Aklesh was the first one to jump and say that we had started Haan, the they corridor. They said that we sanctioned we had, the money uh-huh. for it. How which true is true? that? No, is which is, no, which is true. What happened that uh, this Navneet Sagal was, you know, sidetracked during Akhilesh time. He was given... He was made secretary or Can principal just secretary. Can you
0: tell our audience who is? Many may is not right
1: know. now the media advisor to the BJP government, Yogi government. And he is an IS officer. And uh, he, in fact, always used to be, I mean, his quality is that he is always, always used to be in good books of the political parties. Uh, whether it is uh, Mayawati or uh, for that matter, in Mulan Singh Yadav, he had a very important role. And uh, Radna Singh, he had a very important role. And now with Yogi, he's got a very important role. But, for a very short time, uh, with Akhilesh, he fell out and he was given, he was made some principal secretary or secretary of Dharmarth, there is a department in uh, in UP. Okay. Now, Dharmarth made the only thing which is the Kashi Vishnu temple. Okay. So, it was it was Navneet Sahel's proposal to Akhilesh, that was let us develop this corridor. So politically, you are going to win the race. Okay, you can get uh, Hindus on your side, uh, and and uh, we uh, so 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 Akhilesh had sanctioned at that time had given around nine ten crore rupees. Mm-hmm. So this was the beginning. But but it became better. I mean, it uh, it was actualized. It was implemented. Of course, during the BJP ha, time. Modi
0: completely captured that. Then, BJP time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but more importantly.
0: Yeah, it is a
4: very, it is a massive pilgrimage site. So in isolation, its development by a government would not raise eyebrows. I mean, the government spending money on it, but I mean, you view it as a move by a government that wants to be of the Hindus, for the Hindus, by the Hindus. So therefore, everything that they do towards that image would raise eyebrows. So I agree with what Ramansa said. I think um, they have managed to play the Hindu versus who is the better Hindu card very well. Also, from my understanding of it, I think a lot of the commentary that they're using in their speeches is very geared towards the kind of narrative they're setting. So I think during the Kashi inauguration, I think Modi had said, um, whenever an Aurangzee invades, a the Shivaji will rise. Hmm. During that airport inaugural, also, uh, there was some... References to followers of Jinnah who had triggered riots in the past. And uh, the deputy chief minister also had said something recently about people wearing skull caps, grabbing land under the previous government. So I think for the BJP, everything else that they do in terms of development, welfare, handling of COVID, their failures in terms of demonetization, none none of that really matters. This narrative is what wins them elections at the end of the day. Uh, I think that is what we're increasingly seeing.
0: So this is what we're seeing right now as well. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, when I saw the coverage, I mean, of course, as news and, you know, we, our nuisance episode is on this, they, you can't find faults with this because, I mean, to my mind, uh, this was a place that had to be developed and a- any government yeah. would do it. It's a no-brainer, basically. But then when you see the kind of coverage the television media did from morning to night, it was beyond north korean to my mind i mean minute to minute pm and dd actually went to the extent of saying ki unme shakti ka sanchar hota hai aur brahmand se prime minister and shakti aati hai shakti just to translate that the prime minister is channeling the energy of the sun and it's you know uh, kind of <laughs> It's it's oh it, it's invigorated him and it's invigorating the nation. I mean, he was literally like a god figure across channels. So then, and all these things are planned. I mean, it can't be that the Prime Minister is doing this and, you know, the media is beyond his control. I mean, this is all a planned thing of how Didi shows it, how private news channels show it. I think one more thing which I found very interesting was.
2: He's trying to tell them that, okay, I am willing to negotiate with you. But I think the more immediate reason for that is to allow BJP to go and campaign in the western parts of the state where hostility would have been very high if the government was adamant at sticking to its narrative. Now at least the BJP people can go to the constituencies and not get thrashed and not have uh, untoward incidents. Because if Modi goes there in January and they were still protesting, they could have been any incident like a lati charge or a black flag or stone You can just imagine the kind of consequences that would have for the BJP if there is an incident in western UP in a charged-up environment. That would have bad. that have a big impact on the rest of the state in terms of the uh, narrative. You know, they want to have a positive campaign because they are in power. They want to have a positive campaign that everything is fine, nobody is complaining. So they cannot afford that.
0: Raman sir, do you think Taney's days are numbered, or (laughs) you think he'll carry on? No, I say that
1: uh, Umar has said it already. Uh, his father will remain political. I mean, he will be there so long as he is politically relevant. And uh, the issue has gone out of uh, the BJP's hand now. I mean, the the SIT report has told in as many words that this was deliberately done. It was a murder. It was a. It is a case of murder, not a negligent, uh, you know, driving. So, uh, so
0: they're not shielding him either, though. I mean, you we know that SIT reports can be sometimes. No, they were
1: shielding initially but, because but after the SIT report, now the new charges have come in. Hmm. Initially, they were uh, shielding him also, so the the new charges were not there. The the case of murder, the attempt to murder, they have just come in. Okay, and and also they were uh, you know hiding many things. I mean, they were there was a death of a journalist also, which they were saying that the farmers have. You know, he killed he, him. Yeah. So now I think uh, with judiciary intervening, I mean, especially the Supreme Court, the case has gone out of their hand. But still he's politically relevant because of his caste. So so as as uh, Omar says that there's no, no swapping is happening right now. There's no one to replace him in that area. So TK, they will keep him. Uh, so long as it's political development, that's it.
0: Anand, do you want to add anything to it or should we move to BCCI and you can give us a full lowdown on everything that's happening there?
1: No, see, here,
3: uh, I think uh, in one of the earlier episodes, I had uh, said that uh, after the crackdown on, say, criminal gangs headed by Brahmins like Vikash Dubey or something or even before that, with the choice of Mr. Yogi Adityanath, there is a Brahmin lobby in uh, UP politics, which is, uh, I would not say hostile to BJP, but feels uh, a bit uh, distant from it. And uh, unlike, uh, uh, say, neighbouring state of Bihar, the upper castes still have significant numbers electorally in UP. Other OBC and SC, of course, are larger in number, but here they matter more. In Bihar, upsetting upper castes, uh, uh, despite it, you can carry on an electoral campaign. But here, Brahmins and high Rajputs, uh, they matter. So. That is one thing. But also there is a question of political liability that uh, the political judgment uh, depends on deciding that what's a, an asset and a liability. That is the, the point where BJP2 has, has to take a call.
1: This guy, Kauly, being Delhiite, I mean, is very aggressive. I mean, he should understand that there is a different captain for white ball and different captain for red ball. So if you're giving up T20, so, obviously, I mean, of course, it was, uh, it hurt his ego when, when he was told just 90 minutes ago that ODI, you are not going to uh, do it. I mean, that is basically it has hurt his ego, but I think he should have anticipated it. If he's not taking T20, but yes, uh, Ganguly is wrong that they had asked, they had requested him not to leave. That was wrong. But uh, he should have also understood that he cannot represent ODI anymore. And he would not, should not have gone, you know, public with this, uh, his statement.
0: Uh, Umar and Jayashree, do you want to add anything to this? Do you guys follow? Umar, do you follow cricket? Are you following this controversy? And do you, um, have, I, you, ha- do you have any I gossip or cricket. hot takes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I used to follow cricket. I was also a player.
0: Oh, you were?
2: But but I think uh, last few years, I think more than that, I've not really tracked it. But I do watch once in a while whenever there's a buzz on social media that something great has happened. Mm. So, I will surely read on, read up on this.
0: <laughs> Jayshree. Yeah,
4: I, I, I'm the worst person to contribute to this conversation. This is where I should confess that I think about three years ago, I muted the word Virat Kohli on my t- Twitter timeline. So Why?
0: What was I she doing? I have absolutely that no
4: idea Like what is happening. Though, I mean, as a gut instinct, I would automatically side against uh, Jay Shah run Iran organization but I do want to ask Ravan like, what is the gossip then about specifically what beef exists between Virat Kohli
0: and that Sharma no no uh, Sharma and uh, ka kya
4: No, no.
1: Sharma, Sharma had given Rohit. that uh, Rohit has said today no, no problem had given that report me. that they were forced to attend Ravi Shastri's uh, no nee,
0: that's but Virat and Rohit Sharma Rohit mein Charma, kya? Yeah. Haan, so,
1: so that's what na, Virat had taken the entire team so Virat was. It's, it's a. They, they all are men of egos. I mean, they, they, they. Basically, <laughs> so, so, so. That is what uh, is happening right now. Mm. If you
3: follow, see, cricket gossip and this column media, there is a uh, see a history of uh, planted or imagined rift between the two. So one interesting one is that uh, once. Uh, hmm, Rohit Sharma unfollowed Virat Kohli on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was a this, u- is, this is a gossip, sir. No, no, it, so. it, it was a fact. <laughs> it was a fact. But what he meant by unfollowing, I don't know. Uh, so um, I think uh, muting is the option. I don't know whether it's an option on Instagram. <laughs> I I usually mute people. So and uh, when I regret following them, I mute them.